Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bill Michaels, our good friend with the syndicated Bill Michaels show all over the great state of Wisconsin. Uh, it's always great to have Bill on the bench. How you doing, Bill? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, my friend. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. I'm turning the corner. I had to. Uh, I reached out today to you. Uh, I wanted Carver High to get you because I felt like... You know, a couple things. A, obviously the Packers are playing Seattle. And then B, I thought there was no one that could tell me more about Mike McCarthy than you. So tell me uh, what, because I'm a fan of what he uh, is doing. I like the job hire by the Cowboys. I, I think, you know, eight playoffs in a row, nine of ten years in a Super Bowl, that's all you need to know. I don't care what anyone else thinks, all these geniuses and experts and know-it-alls and and loudmouths. Everybody thinks it's a horrible hire. They're all a bunch of stupid idiots. I mean, how is it that you could even compare this guy to that guy that was there that never won a goddamn thing to this guy who all he's done is win? Well, here's the thing. It depends on what the narrative is that you believe. Do you believe that Aaron Rodgers won in spite of, or do you believe that Aaron Rodgers won because of? I mean, if you believe it was because of, uh, it was the right, you know, personnel group. It was Mike McCarthy's doing. It was because I think there were some games that he coached that were absolutely brilliant games. And the game that they lost to Seattle back in 2014 in the NFC Championship game, they outplayed the Seattle Seahawks when they had no business being on the same field with them. And a lot of that was because of the scheme and the coaching. Unfortunately, it was a lot of players' mistakes. And Mike McCarthy did take his foot off the gas in the third quarter, but it was a lot of player mistakes that cost him that game before it was all said and done. I thought he did some masterful coaching. So. Now you're going to find out because if he takes uh, this this group of guys out of Dallas to, uh, deep into the postseason and makes Dak Prescott even better and then utilizes Ezekiel Elliott the way we haven't seen him been utilized before, well, then we're going to know Mike McCarthy wasn't the problem. Mike McCarthy, let me tell you this. In Green Bay, Mike McCarthy had early success. And then what happened was Ted Thompson, who had brought in his player personnel people and his, you know, his group of guys, right. you couldn't really tell him too much. And, and Mike is a very brash, very Pittsburgh-esque, blue-collar guy that says, we're going to do this, and there's discipline and such. Well, then what the, what the guys learned was that Ted Thompson wasn't going to let Mike do certain things. He wasn't going to let him hit. He wasn't going to let him run him. He wasn't going to let him kind of work their asses off. And Ted would say no. And so Mike could stand up there with all the bravado of being this blue-collar, hard-working, barback, Pittsburgh kind of guy, but everybody knew in the house that he was snipped by Ted Thompson, who didn't really talk to him too much anymore. And let's be honest, Ted used to half the time make Mike go out and answer for his own mistakes. So now you've got a general manager and an owner who wants to jump out in front of everybody and take ownership as to what's going on and just let Mike coach the team. So I think that's the reason this is kind of a good marriage here. Uh, but you give Mike the right players, I think he can do some really good things. And I think he's also learned from his own mistakes. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, he's coached all these guys when he was young. It was, you know, Montana, Young, uh, then Favre, and then uh, obviously Rodgers. So you cannot tell me 
no one can tell me that that didn't pay off for him. Now, everyone says, oh, it's because the quarterback's so good. You can't tell me a guy that's worked with those people day-to-day, year-to-year, season-to-season, playoff game to Super Bowls, that that doesn't rub off on you in some capacity. So I give all those quarterbacks credit for winning. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to give the coach all the credit. I'm going to share the credit here. There's got to be something learned and of value and of use to his great, vast experience with those four, let alone going into it with Dak Prescott, who's got all the talent in the world. You can't tell me this guy's not smart enough to utilize that knowledge to help this guy. Well, this is something that uh, Leroy Butler, who just was, uh, you know, uh, picked as a finalist to go into the Hall of Fame, uh, your former Packer, and also Gary Ellerson, the former Packer running back. These two guys, we were having a discussion about a month ago, and the argument came up, is Bill Walsh anything without Joe Montana? Is you start going through the greats, is Chuck Knoll anything without any, you know, Terry Bradshaw? Do you start looking at Tom Landry? You know, you look at all the great coaches. Are they anything without a great quarterback? And, and did they make the quarterback or did the quarterback make them? Is Bill Belichick anything without Tom Brady or is Tom Brady a game manager? You know, so you got to, it, it's got to go hand in hand. And those relationships have to be built. Now, they can go sour when the quarterback or the coach wants things to go their way and they, you know, start not to see eye to eye. But, uh, I firmly believe that Mike's a good quality coach. I, I think he knows a lot. I think what happened was you try to keep everybody. You're trying to give everybody more responsibility. Uh, you, look, that bottom line is in, in 2014 when Kelly Matthews pulled himself on the fi- off the field on the goal line stand, and Mike was asked about it in the postgame press conference. And Mike, because he handled the offense and Don Capers handled the defense. And Mike was asked why was Clay Matthews not on the field during the goal line stand, and Mike had no idea. That's when Mike said, okay, I'm going to let this guy handle third down, this guy handle passing downs, this guy handle running downs, this guy handle first through, through, through second down. I'm going to oversee everything. And that's when things became way too convoluted. Now it's just back to basics. It's back to coaching football. It's back to finding a defensive coordinator. It's back to just running the offense the way you see fit. And it's back to trying to put your arms around a young quarterback and Dak Prescott who has a lot of talent. You just want to kind of boost him up to take him to the next level. So, And, and look at it this way. If Mike McCarthy has a ton of success next year, let's just say next year he gets off to a fast start, there's no way in hell that the narrative is going to be allowed in Green Bay where Aaron Rodgers is going to say, wait a minute, we're still looking as if we're trying to learn terminology up here and we don't really kind of get it and we're winning ugly while Mike McCarthy's taking the Dallas Cowboys to new heights. I think one of the best things to happen to the Green Bay Packers is Mike McCarthy's back in coaching because now he's got an opportunity to say, here's what I can do, which is only going to make the Packers and Aaron Rodgers more so with a chip on his shoulder even better. All right, Bill Michaels with us from the Bill Michaels show all over Wisconsin syndicated. I got to ask you, so, I mean, let's face facts. Um, you know, this team now uh, that he's going to be coaching, uh, he's going to go in there. I heard when I saw the Peter King interview, right, I saw him, like, talk about all these analytics departments and they're going to have different, you know, the things, he, you know, I'm, I'm guessing he didn't do that for most of the years in Green Bay, have all these different departments that do things to you know, he's revolutionizing the way he's going to go about it. Is I saw this interview, like he's going to do all this different stuff and have a department of analytics and a guy that's in charge of this and a guy that's in charge of that. Is he really going to do all that stuff? Do you think it'll work? 
I think they they did some here in Green Bay. I mean, they had GPS monitors on the guys. They followed everything from their heartbeats to their sleep patterns to what they were eating, their food intake, their caloric intake, their fat intake. I mean, they monitored everything. They monitored when guys were out, say, going to the club and and dancing and what kind of energy they were expending as opposed to guys who were going back to the hotel room and remaining very sedentary. I mean, they were already doing a lot of that. Uh, but I think now it's going to be officially this department, and it's probably very new to Dallas. It's something they've been doing in Green Bay. It's just something that's you know going to be relatively new in Dallas. But, yeah, they had some guys that were already starting to analyze a lot of data and look at certain things as, as to how to keep the body fresh and how to make sure the guys don't uh, sustain long-term injuries or get, start to break down, so to speak. So, yeah, I'm sure he's going to hire numerous. I mean, Mike is going to have a big staff, and, and he's now going from a place in which Ted Thompson didn't want to spend any money on free agency. He did a little bit, but he didn't want to spend big money, and he always tried to fit a square peg into a round hole. And remember, he took guys that were center fielders in college and tried to make them safeties or corners in the NFL. You know, I mean, it just always seemed like they were taking a guy who had athletic ability, but wasn't really a true football player. Well, Mike's now in a situation where he can say, go get me football players. And Jerry's going to say, let's go get football players. Let's pay for it. Let's keep this guy. Let's keep that guy. And we'll give Mike the authority. And Mike really doesn't care if Jerry's out talking about player personnel and all that kind of stuff, because Mike can say, let go handle that. Just let me coach my team. I think the only thing that's going to get interesting is if Mike has a certain message that he wants presented from the team aspect, if Jerry then starts to go sideways from that, where those two egos will begin to clash. But other than that, I think it's a perfect setup for Mike McCarthy. So uh, Bill Michaels with us on a bench on CBS Sports Radio. Talk to me about, first of all, what's the weather going to be like on uh, Sunday for the uh, Seattle Green Bay game? Mid-20s snow flurries, from what I understand. Chance of snow flurries. It could be a little bit heavier at times, but it's nothing. Gonna, it's not going to be like a – uh, a sub-zero, you know, NFC Championship game from years gone by. This is going to be mid twenties, a little bit of wind, probably about uh, you know feels like temperature of about twenty degrees with a few flurries. Do you anticipate um, this game being, um, you know, the numbers forty-six on this game? Uh, do you expect it to be like the Seattle Philly game? Uh, we hear all about these great things about Green Bay's defense. Uh, I, you know, Seattle's defense played great in Philly. Is it going to be, uh, do you believe, a low-scoring game, or do you think that uh, Rodgers is going to light it up and so is um, Russ, Russell Wilson? Well, I look at it this way. The most points scored this past weekend was by the Vikings, and that was in overtime 26. So I think it's going to be a relatively low-scoring affair. I said the Packers are safe. If they score 24 or more, they'll win the ball game. And remember, Preston and Zedaria Smith, those two guys have been beasts all season long. Between them, they got 25 and a half sacks. They've been some of the best pickups uh, in, in recent history for the Green Bay Packers. In addition to that, Kenny Clark is a man on a mission. He had a hell of an end of a season after he was kind of snubbed from the Pro Bowl. Uh, you, you know, you look at their defensive backs. Kevin King, who's more of a risk taker, but he's very aggressive. He leads the team in interceptions. They're as healthy as they've ever been. I mean, I can't remember the last time the team was this healthy. Brian Balaga should be coming back. A lot of these guys, though, are battling the flu right now and battling, you know, kind of stomach viruses and such. Some guys are sitting out. They've been battling that for the last couple of weeks. So they're trying to get everybody not necessarily healthy, but healthy in the sense of not sick because that's where they're at right now. But uh, they should be ready to go. And, and, and like I said, they've been, this is about as healthy as they've been in a long time. But I'm saying – Packers 27-17, they get the win because I just don't think the Seahawks' offensive line is going to hold up. I think the Packers are the best pass-protecting line. I think Aaron Rodgers has heard enough 
about the questions regarding him getting rid of the getting rid of the football quickly. He's going to get it out to everybody. Devontae's going to have a big game, and I think they're going to give a full dose later in the game of both Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones to run it right down their throats. What did you think of uh, Seattle's performance in Philly, and what worries you about them coming into Lambeau? Well, I think number one is Jadavian Clowney. And it's not that I, I think he took a cheap shot at Carson Wentz or anything. I just think he's a hell of a player. And when he's on, he's on. And he can be a th- real threat. And we've known Aaron Rodgers to get, you know, hit and knocked out of ball games before. So that's the number one concern, I think, coming into this contest. I think the number two is trying to establish another wide receiver besides Devontae Adams. We've seen Alan Lazard be that guy at times, but you really need something out of Geronimo Allison or Marquez Valdez-Scantling who have just basically gone away. I was looking for big seasons out of them, and they just did not produce this year. So you're going to be really reliant upon Aaron Jones catching balls out of the backfield, Jamal Williams being the north-south guy. You're probably going to be looking to, say, a guy like Jimmy Graham or Mercedes Lewis or both to be possession guys, move the chains, live to fight another day, continue drives, keep the ball out of the hand of Russell Wilson. The only thing about this game that scares me is Russell Wilson's ability to scramble and make plays on the run because he's so good at it, and this defense at times can have breakdowns. But the number one area of concern to look for defensively for the Packers is the middle. That's been a problem all season long. Their third down percentage for a while just began escalating into the last five games of the season when they played the likes of Washington and New York and Chicago, and they were putting teams easy teams away they got to get back to where they have the, the the middle of that field defensively closed off and get off the field on third down wow so uh what's the mood of uh the fans up there uh, heading into this game that uh they're going to handle their business and and do you think they're going to end up playing the niners or the vikings for the right to go to the super bowl I think they're going to end up playing the the Vikings. I think that I hate to say it because I'm not a Vikings fan, but the Vikings just I, they did what I didn't think they could do, and Kirk Cousins did what I thought he would never do, and that's win in the postseason. And to go down into New Orleans and get a win uh, was overwhelmingly impressive. And Kyle Rudolph is as strong as he's ever looked. I think he's become a true weapon in this league. And I think that what they've got in Thielen and Diggs, I mean, they're just they're solid. And I, as long as they protect Kirk Cousins and give him time to throw. He's, he'll, he'll, he can get him a win. So, And I don't think Garoppolo has really been heavily tested so far, you know, regarding postseason and regarding that really, um, you know, tight game, that tight play. The last time I saw him in a really tight game, yes, they won in Seattle, but also in the game back at Levi Stadium when Seattle was there, he began to choke it away. And he's going to – he's I call him the Jay Cutler West. He's always going to give you two or three. It's what you do with it. So if they're opportunistic and that defense of the Vikings can be, they can end up knocking them off. And then we could see an NFC championship game back here at Lambeau Field. i got to tell you, there's a lot of angst. Uh, The the Packers fans believe they can beat Seattle. But remember, when the Packers won the Super Bowl, they went to Chicago and they took the Hallis Trophy from the Bears in 2010-2011 for the right to then go on to the Super Bowl. That's something they will hold over the Bears fans for the rest of their lives. Wouldn't it be ironic if the first shot at a Super Bowl in a long time for this Vikings team would be to come into Lambeau Field and beat their foe on the road and hold that over, over Packers fans' heads for a long time to come? I think that's what Packers fans fear. Wow, strong effort by our good friend uh, Bill Michaels tonight, just giving us the skinny on everything, literally uh, A to Z. Bill, you're the best, man. I can't wait to see the games this weekend. Uh, enjoy the Packers and Seahawks. I know I will. Thanks for coming on the bench. As always, Happy New Year, my friend. Call me anytime. I'll talk to you soon, pal. All right, Bill Michaels from the Bill Michaels Show, syndicated all over the great state of Wisconsin, 855-212-4CBS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.